0: Welcome back to the Red Dice Stories RPG Podcast, I'm your host John and today in this bonus voicemail episode we're going to be responding to some of your lovely call-ins Cue the music And first up we have a few calls about our recent Abominable Snowman episode The first is from Joe over at the Hind Sightless Podcast Definitely give that a listen if you get a chance, take it away Joe
1: hey what's up you two awesome to hear you back on the mic hannah i love the abominable snowman i especially love his north american cousin bigfoot (laughs) i've recently just just dove head first into the insane ocean that is the bigfoot community and people who go out looking for bigfoot there are all sorts of crazy theories out there on why you can't find bigfoot look up ultrasound look into ultrasound it's the thing some big cats can do like lions and tigers it really messes with human perceptions and there are theories that bigfoot can do and that's one of the reasons he's so hard to find so i would give him super crazy mind powers and shit but if i was to do hannah's idea where it's like mr jenkins is really the yeti i would have the party figure that out but at the very end of the adventure like out in the woods the the party hears something and they catch sight of something like moving through the woods and it's spooky and awesome great stuff peace out
0: thanks very much for the call in, dude much appreciated yeah i think you could definitely do that if you wanted to go the sort of scooby-doo method you know have the hint that although this was like a fake monster there's actually a real one out there although again i think it'd be a bit difficult to do in d well a bit more difficult to do in D style games when there's so many monsters knocking around anyway whereas if you're playing i suppose a more sort of like covert game where like, monsters aren't really like publicly known, that would probably work better. I think, again, you'd have to be wary of the sort of revelation of it being old Mr Jenkins not being too much of an anti-climax. But I think, yeah, one way of dealing with that is to have that as a sort of midway point, and then once you've discovered that no, this one's fake, but potentially some of the, the clues or whatever lead to the point towards the existence of a real Bigfoot, then that could become the sort of main quest, I suppose. I think that's a really good idea. Thank you for suggesting it. Next up, we have Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast. He's got a few things to say about the Sasquatch as well.
2: Hey, Han and John. Thank you for doing the Abominable Snowman episode. Really enjoyed it. I think my favorite Abominable Snowman movie is probably Pottersville, 2017 comedy.
0: Mm, Pottersville, you say. It's not a film I'm aware of, to be honest, Jason. Who's it got in it?
2: It's got Michael Shannon, Judy Greer, Thomas Lennon, Ron Perlman, Christina Hendricks, Ian
0: McShane. Ian McShane, you say, well, sold. I've been a fan of Ian McShane's ever since he was in the TV series Lovejoy and beyond that, things like Deadwood, American Gods, and stuff like that. So I will definitely be giving this a watch at some point.
2: It is a... Christmas movie with furries and Bigfoot and all kinds of great stuff and it it definitely puts that idea that the people looking for the creature are more important than the creature. So check out Pottersville. I I, I think it's a fun watch.
0: Thanks for the recommendation, Jason. Although I've got so many good recommendations of Jason, I'm going to start calling them Recommend Jasons. Just my little joke there. What can I say? I'm getting old a bit. The dad jokes have started to come in but the more you talked about it the more it did sound vaguely familiar so it's possible I did watch it years ago but don't really remember the details but I will definitely see if I can track down a copy of that.
2: As far as doing the bait and switch Scooby-Doo thing I've done that once before I was running Colonial Gothic using ICRPG for Pete Jones and my son and they were sent to investigate reports of the Jersey Devil and Basically, the gentleman they were there trying to help had this piece of property that was valuable. Jinkies. And some of the neighbors were trying to scare him off the property so they could get control of it. And they had made the silhouette of the Jersey Devil they would show at night, like in moonlight, so you would see this thing in the woods and were doing things trying to scare him off. But there actually was some occult activity going on. There was a real Jersey Devil running around, too. So the players found the fake Jersey Devil, and then they ended up having to track down the real Jersey Devil as well. But that that was the only time I've kind of used that in the game. But I definitely think you could do it successfully. And if you do something like that, and and that's all that Legend of Sleepy Hollow is, right? Brom Bones pretends to be the headless horseman, but then there ends up being a real headless horseman.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, Jason, it's not really a a new thing, despite the fact Scooby-Doo sort of popularized it, of having someone manufacturing a supernatural explanation to cover up dodgy goings-on. I mean, the one that pops immediately to my mind is The Hound of the Baskervilles, the Sherlock Holmes story, where a dog is basically covered in phosphorescent paint, if I remember correctly, and used to fake the curse of the baskerville family so there's, there's a long history going back in literature and film of people faking the supernatural for some nefarious ends as i've said a few times though i think you've got to be careful in a game like DD where there's a profusion of real in inverted commas monsters out there but i think if the purpose of the scenario and your player group are up for it is not to just tonk the monster with the broadswords but to investigate the mystery then something like this could still be very fun if your group is up for it next up we have a couple of calls about our episode where i was talking about what you could do if you draw a blank and where you could get inspiration from and our first call is from glenn halstrom aka old man grognard check out the radio grognard podcast if you've not listened to that so what's on your mind glenn
3: hitting it out of the park again i like that episode about hitting a blank spot with me, you know, you can't think of anything to, to to write. With me, substitute game session for episode of podcast because I have the same problem.
0: And just to make anyone aware who's not already listening to Radio Grognon, Glenn puts out a podcast podcast. Pretty much every day, it's always informative and fun to listen to, and his output is pretty prodigious. So, I can understand that sometimes you know it might be a little bit difficult to keep that flow of ideas going, but somehow he always manages it. I've been putting out more episodes sort of every weekday recently, and it is a challenging thing to do sometimes. I'm in awe of the fact that Glenn's been doing it for a fairly long time and shows no signs of slowing down in the future. Long may it continue.
3: But as far as like prepping goes, yeah, I, I'm a film buff. So I've got tons to, to take, you know, to draw from. I've got a whole bunch of like old Mill Creek public domain and other things of different genres that I watch once in a while for inspiration or regular movies. I've used things like, um, I've done I've done a uh, Hyperborea session based on a a spaghetti western and it worked out great. For some reason westerns work out great for fantasy.
0: Yeah, absolutely westerns work out really great for that. I think it's partly that idea of you know like the posse all coming together to face off against a common enemy or situation and obviously not just for fantasy, but it works pretty well for sci-fi as well. I mean let's face it. A lot of the original Star Wars stuff is
3: pretty much a Western in space. Um, I also like I'm going to have to be writing a gangbusters uh, game pretty soon for the convention, North Texas. And pro- what I'll probably do is watch some of my film noirs or my gangster movies or my copy of The Complete Untouchables, the old the old uh, Robert Stack series. Great for that kind of thing. Just think on, think about genre. That's what I say. Anyway. Great episode, man. I'll talk to you later. Bye.
0: Thanks very much for the call in, Glenn. Much appreciated. Yeah, I've got to admit, I'm not really familiar with the original Untouchables series, although obviously I've seen the film Untouchables and very much enjoyed that. I know you've spoken about um, Gangbusters a few times in the sort of latest iteration gangbusters bx i believe it was and i really need to get round to having a look at that since i've run a few games set in sort of prohibition era america but not that particular system weirdly enough it's always been like world of darkness games and stuff like that But I think you make a very good point. You know, sometimes stepping outside of the perceived genre you're running to get inspiration can lead to some surprising and interesting ideas. That's a great tip there. Thank you very much. And next up, we have Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety cast, who also wants to talk about what you should do when you draw a blank. And maybe the the well of inspiration has run a little bit dry. Go ahead, Jason.
2: Hey, John. Jason here. Your what to do when you draw a blank episode was great. I, yeah, I draw from movies and novels and you know, sometimes modules. What I like to do is genre swap, so I will, you know, watch something like sci fi and then take the base idea and adapt it over to fantasy or vice versa, things like that. Um, of course, Dungeons and Dragons is really more or less a Western. You, you know, I realize it's medieval trappings, but the world's more like a, a wild American Wild West kind of thing. So it's easy to adapt Western plots over there. Uh, you know, from Western movies and Western TV shows and whatever. Um, the the other thing I wanted to mention is news stories. I I've wanted to run a game where I use news stories and would actually give the players because we're playing online links
0: to real news stories. That is an absolutely great idea, Jason. Thank you very much for the call in. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world. And a lot of newspapers now... They have, like, back issues and articles and stuff like that available for free online that can serve as a great resource. If I remember correctly, I did either a YouTube video or a blog post, or probably years ago now, I forget, about sort of how you could take a news article and sort of twist it to fit it in, a, in different genres of game. So whilst I think, yeah, you definitely and absolutely could do like a modern world game using stories as inspiration obviously with a bit of sensitivity if it's more recent stuff but you can also just take the sort of like the the core of a news story and you can tweak it to fit different genres as you were talking about you can do with western plot lines for D&D
2: there were some news stories and this is maybe five years ago now or I don't know how long ago but there was a guy that was caught in a house that was supposed to be a haunted house he had a katana with him and a bible and you know he's obviously mentally unhinged but you know that's a great basis for some kind of modern game right you know was he unhinged or was he really after something you know in a modern investigation game whether you're doing you know something like delta green or or whatever
0: yes absolutely that could be a great sort of hook or inspiration for a hunter style game now i've ran a, a few hunter the reckoning games from the the old world of darkness sort of a series of games and in that you're basically people who've been blessed in inverted commas by these mysterious sort of angelic entities that suddenly make you slightly more proof against monstrous mind magics and give you the ability to sense monsters and to strike back against them. But one of the sort of potential downsides of the game is that the vast majority of humanity has not received that blessing. So to them, you seem like dangerous, unhinged criminals. And also in the game originally, there was a little bit of uncertainty about what these messengers Aims were in like blessing people. Were they really blessing people, or were they perhaps corrupting them and shaping their visions to have them at target specific creatures, or were they even creatures at all? Later on, it was revealed that yes, they were. But certainly earlier on, I found that sort of uncertainty far more intriguing than the eventual resolution.
2: It, another one. There, there was in Philadelphia. They found. I think it was Philadelphia. They found all these body parts and gym bags shoved in a dumpster, which was, you know, really heinous. But obviously you can do something with that, in a, again, in a modern horror game. So, so I was going to do a modern horror game and, and then link to those news stories, have the players find that and, and tie them all together in the plot as clues. But then they could actually go and really use Google in real life to find links to stories
0: yeah i think that's an absolutely great idea and as i said earlier it's so easy to get hold of sort of semi historical or modern news stories nowadays that it almost seems foolish not to use this smoggers board of inspiration that is spread out in front of us that is a great tip there Jason thank you very much now we're getting on near to the 15 minute mark so i'm going to wrap up this episode we still have some more voicemails to respond to so if your message hasn't been answered in this episode don't worry we're going to put out another one in a couple of days and we'll address the remaining voicemails there So if you want to get in touch with us and maybe chat about what you do when you draw a blank or any of the other topics we've covered, or maybe you just want to have a chat about RPGs in general, we only put out the voicemail response episodes on the podcast at the moment, not on the YouTube channel, but you could be featured in one of these future episodes. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so using SpeakPipe or Anchor. There's a link in the description down below. Or you can send us an email to rddrpgpodcast.com at gmail.com. Until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whenever you're playing, have fun.